Welcome to Church in the Basement, where we seek to see God more clearly and to live a life loving God and loving others. As we have made our trek through the Gospel of John, we have encountered Jesus making what are called the I Am Statements, a number of them at least. We have heard Jesus say, I am the bread of life. We've heard him say, I am the light of the world. And last week, on the heels of healing a blind man, this blind man's testimony causing him to be cast out of society, and then Jesus getting into a conversation with Pharisees after this man sees Jesus for the first time and is compelled to worship, the Pharisees start a conversation with Jesus, and Jesus says, I am the door of the sheep, painting this picture that these Pharisees would be quite familiar with in that you go back and you read Isaiah or Ezekiel or a number of the other prophets, and there's this picture of shepherds that Israel throughout their history viewed leaders and leadership as shepherds of a flock. And Jesus draws these Pharisees into this picture and says, I am the door. We had talked about last week how how they would keep their sheep within these rock embankments called folds. And the only way in and out, the shepherd would lay down at the door. So anything good or bad that goes in or out of the fold would have to go through him. What a comforting thought that Jesus is the door. That once we enter into his flock, anything that has to get to us or, or come from us is has to go through the door, has to go through Jesus. And for us to enter into his flock, we have to meet him first. We have to encounter him first. I love that. There's so much comfort in knowing that he is the door. But in the very same stretch of text, we see Jesus make another I am statement. He says, I am the good shepherd. In John 10, verse 11, it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Lays down his life for the sheep. See, sheep were taken care of not to slaughter, but for wool and milk and to produce more sheep. They were taken care of for a reason. But at the end of the day, uh, a shepherd's life is way more valuable than a sheep's life. So Jesus is turning this idea of a shepherd upside down and saying, I, would I will lay down my life for my sheep. Placing value on the sheep over himself. He goes on in verse 12 to say, He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. If you go back and you read in Isaiah and, and Ezekiel, you'll see that the past shepherds, those who have been entrusted with leading Israel in the past, they have, instead of caring for Israel, 
and, and tending to them for the benefits of Israel to multiply for the wool and the milk and the multiplication, right? Um, within this picture, they instead chose to slaughter the fat and the strong to feed themselves, to benefit themselves and let the rest scatter. He's pointing back to the leaders within Israel's history, as well as the Pharisees at the current time, that the Pharisees were, were creating laws and bylaws that benefited them, that they could make a profit of either within, either financially or within their power. They were heaping up money and power for the, for themselves. He's pointing to these past leaders and these Pharisees now, these leaders now, as hired hands. And the key to all of this is, he, he says in verse 12, the who does not own the sheep. This, this word own in, in the Greek has, has more to do with possession. The, the idea of owning or possessing these sheep. But then he goes on in verse 14 and he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus saying, I am the good shepherd. I know my own. This word own. In the Greek, this word for own is saying, they are mine. They are mine. I know them, and they are mine, and I am theirs. Drawing this personal connection. It's a different word from the word before, where it's this possessive word in verse 12 from these hired hands. He is claiming In such an intimate way, he is claiming his sheep, saying, I know them and they know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. We have talked at length about the intimacy between the Father and and the Son and how the Holy Spirit goes between and they delight in one another, that he is saying, I will know my church. I will know my sheep. I will know my flock. I will know those who walk in the way and believe in me and follow me and are guided by me just like my father knows me. He is, he is painting a picture of deep, deep intimacy. Many times when this, this text is preached, it's, it's focusing in on the idea of sheep and we are sheep so we're really stupid but what what i see in this text is it's all pointing to him he's saying i am the good shepherd and i am calling you into intimacy i am calling my flock i am calling my sheep into intimacy it doesn't matter how stupid the sheep are i am the focus and i will care for you where we are at, we will always stumble and fall, yes, as humans. But, but the point is, Jesus is good. And the imitators that he talks about, or, or, or sorry, the hired hands that he's talking about here, whether it be the past leaders or, or the Pharisees, that they can only imitate goodness. But 
Jesus is good. And when it says this word for good, what it actually means is beautiful and fair. And that is just who he is. He can't help it. He is good. He is beautiful and he is fair. And he is calling his flock into an intimate, beautiful relationship with an intimate and beautiful shepherd. The one who will lay down his life. And what does that mean? It says, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay my life, lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down. I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. He's pointing to the cross. He's pointing to salvation. He's saying there are more of my flock that, that don't know it yet, that, that are going to come into the flock. They are going to hear my voice. I am going to lay down my life for the sheep. And there are more sheep that, that are to come into this fold. I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice. We heard this last week as he says the sheep hears his voice. At night, um, many different shepherds would bring their sheep into the fold. And then in the morning, how did they separate the sheep, right? They would get all mixed up. And the sheep knew the shepherd so well that they could tell who their shepherd was from the sound of their voice. From the sound of their voice. And through the cross, through the death and resurrection of Christ, through his work on the cross that he died and, and he laid down his life, but then he took his life up again because Jesus has power uh, power over the greatest enemy. It had talked about the thief, and maybe that points to Satan, maybe that points to the Pharisees at the time, but the greatest enemy is death in this life. It's death and destruction. And Jesus laid down his life to defeat death, and then he took it up again to show that he has power to give life and life abundantly. He offers this not just to Israel, but to the other sheep that are not of this fold that he is bringing in, that's the Gentiles. That's the whole world, that the whole world shouldn't perish, but have eternal life. Everyone has this opportunity to come into the fold of God, and he made it available through the cross, through laying down his life. And how do we follow him? It's by hearing his voice. How do we know it's his voice? By reading his word, the truth of who he is, and, and discovering who he is, not what to do within scripture, but who he is. And as we discover who he is through the, the truth of his word and through the power of his spirit working through our life, we become very familiar with his voice. We become very familiar with his guidance. Jesus is a beautiful, good shepherd, and he is 
beckoning us into intimacy, an intimacy that he, com- he himself, Jesus himself compares with the intimacy that him and the Father have. He wants that intimacy with us. Jesus, the good shepherd, he says, I am the good shepherd. And he is calling you into the flock. He is calling you into intimacy. Would you take the time to learn who he is, to dig into the scriptures and become familiar with him, familiar with his voice? Would you listen throughout your day? How is God speaking to you? How is he moving in and through you? But also we need to keep in mind that there are others, other sheep, that he wants to bring in, into the fold. And if we, if the Bible says that we are the dwelling place of his spirit, that he has chosen us as a living, as a temple, right? That we carry his presence and his power into our communities. And we are a part of calling his sheep home to him, home to the good shepherd. And in this world where people are hurting and experiencing extreme hurt, we get to be a part of bringing the message of the good shepherd, bringing others into that same intimacy with God. I want to charge you with that, that where you go, you bring the spirit of God and the message of the good shepherd everywhere you go. What are you going to do with that? Are you going to introduce others to the good shepherd As you get on your hands and knees in the morning or however you experience intimacy with God and become familiar with his voice, is that going to compel you to go to your friends and your co-workers and tell them about the good shepherd and the intimacy that you have with with your creator? Let it move you into a missional perspective into a missional posture in your life. The good shepherd has laid down his life for you. So let's lay down our lives to see this world meet a good, good shepherd. Hey, I love you guys. Be blessed. Uh, I look forward to talking to you later this week.